All right, we are live. Good evening, everybody. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, host of The Real Physician Reacts, as well as Medicine Mondays, as well as Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. This week, we are talking about marijuana, which is a topic that I wouldn't think I was going to have to talk about, especially on this channel. We've talked about it on the Medicine Mondays episode. We did a few episodes on medical marijuana, but lo and behold, like like every week, I figure out, hey, I'm going to be talking about this one specific topic, and I'm not sure if it's just Thursdays is a day where people want to drop bombshell news, but across the timeline, all I see is President Biden pardoning the first uh, simple offenses for marijuana from at a federal level, and that just threw the timeline in a frenzy through some stocks that I happen to own in a frenzy. It was just very interesting to see something that probably should have been done a long time ago. We're, we're sitting in a country now where over half of the states in this country have legalized marijuana in one shape or fashion. And we've been waiting for the federal government to step in and say, hey, you know what? We are going to make the right steps as well. So I want to just, obviously, we're going to preface this. We're going to watch a video. We're going to watch President Biden kind of give his discussion, give his thoughts on why he got to this point. We're going to talk about what this means uh, for those who've been affected. What should we be looking out for? And more importantly, how does it affect the medical community, right? When we'll talk about, and I'll even give my own personal marijuana story, because I figure like you, you watch this to hear some personal stories. We'll get my own personal marijuana story uh, for you, right? So let's uh, preview to uh, President Biden's speech, kind of can detailing why he got to this point where he said, "You know what? I need to do this," especially from a federal level, because like I said, half the states in this country have already given the thumbs up and are already making a lot of money off of marijuana and the legalization of it. But we still have probably the biggest hurdle being the federal government considering marijuana this like drug that, oh, my God, you shouldn't even look at it. You shouldn't even talk about it, which is just crazy uh, when we think about it. So let's, uh, let's let's watch this video here. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal, offense, federal offenses for the civil possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule One substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, 
marketing and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. All right. So he said, I mean, let me get my screen up. So he said a lot there. He said a lot. And I hope we caught all of the amazing words and gems that we're definitely going to expound upon during tonight's show. And probably are going to have to do subsequent shows, maybe on the, the podcast, uh, Medicine Monday show about it as well. So he talked about this aspect that it's been way too long. And it's almost like, come on, guys, majority of these states have already given the thumbs up. When I tell you that there are states that are making money hand over fist after the legalization of marijuana, while people sit in jail for those same crimes. This is something that I've been talking about ad nauseum for a while, just seeing this hypocrisy of industries and wealth being transferred to industries and people where you have people in jail for that same thing. Like for that same exact thing, people are sitting in jail. But you have people who are able to make life-changing generation money because they happen to like be able to one get the medical marijuana license, be able to be able to get medical marijuana cards and certifications and all these things. There, they're able to capitalize on something that a person is actively sitting in jail for. And he mentioned probably the biggest aspect of it all, especially within this country. You have a country where being white, black, Hispanic means that you probably use marijuana at the same rate. So you would think in an ideal world. From a statistical standpoint, that if that means that white, black, Hispanics all use marijuana at the same rate, that when it comes to these drug offenses and these jail defenses that I mentioned, it would be equal. Now, unless you're living under a rock here in this country, you know that is not the case. You know that black and brown are disproportionately affected by being stopped, being frisked, being prosecuted. Again, like let's say that the police do their job actually and stop two people, one white, one black. The likelihood that the black person is going to get stopped and jailed, prosecuted, found guilty for the same crime, even if they have the same amount of marijuana than a white person is much higher. That is crazy, but that is the America we live in. This is, this is when he talks about righting some of the wrongs, we have systematic processes that make it so that just being African-American or Hispanic means you are more likely to go to jail for the same offense that someone white will not go to jail for, which means you are more likely to spend jail time, which means, and he talked about unemployment issues. He talked about breaking up families. You're, you're talking about all these different issues that will occur because you're in jail. Like this is what happens now. And it takes a step like this, especially from the top, because right now it's been happening at the bottom. It's been happening states. It's been states are being like, all right, you know what? I see a lot of money because it's really about the money issue. Don't get it twisted. Don't make it. I don't want, again, obviously, you know, real physician racks here. I don't want people to act like the reason why these states are giving it thumbs up and giving the okay for marijuana is because they see all of the health benefits. And there's some health benefits there. 100% there's some health benefits there. But that ain't the case. These states recognize, you know what? We're missing out on a lot of money that these other states are getting because we're playing games and we're trying to, 
you know, live in the past. And he mentioned it. Marijuana is looked at in the same light as heroin, in the same light as LSD, worse than even fentanyl. Marijuana is somehow, some way, been put up in that pedestal where, from a medical standpoint, I can't even do research on it. I can't do studies on it. I can't even tell you if, you know, technically, scientifically speaking, if marijuana causes more problems than heroin, because they won't even allow me to test it. And that's from a federal government standpoint. So when you see, and again, it may seem like, oh, you know, he, he mentioned it was just simple offenses. This is going to be the starting block of a momentum push when it comes to just the overall legalization. But more importantly, like forget the legalization from a, an, you know, in regards to what happens across this country. When it talks about righting the wrongs of people who have been affected and still are affected as we speak from those offenses, because again, he's the president. So yes, he can say, if you've had a federal offense, like I'm, I'm, I'm parting, you're good to go. But again, the, we got checks and balances here. He can't tell the state of Florida. He can't tell the state of Texas. He can't tell the state of um, New York, like, hey, I need you to follow suit. Like, it's still up to them. It's still up to their governors. It's still up to their legislation to do theirs on that statewide level as far as pardoning. And, and let me tell you, I got my conspiracy hat on. There's a lot of money in the jailing of individuals in this country due to lots of different things, but especially due to marijuana. There's a lot of money to that points in the direction where, you know what, I don't know if I want to put this person in. I don't know if, uh, if we should be doing this. So don't be shocked or surprised, even though you see a lot of fanfare, a lot of people clamoring, a lot of people saying, thank God that he did this. Don't be surprised if you don't get that same joyous reaction uh, from your state, depending on where state you live in, because those states are going to look at the books as well, too. And they're going to have to weigh this pros and cons. Hey, the money we used to get from being able to jail people for these simple marijuana effect offenses versus the money we make from uh, legalizing marijuana. If that does not, if that legalizing marijuana, which it will, does not carry a hefty bonus, as far as like, yeah, we make way more money on this side than the jailing side. You're going to see people fight for it. You're going to see people say, hey, you know what? Now nah, we shouldn't even be trying to destigmatize marijuana. Marijuana is bad. You're going to there's still people to this day that will do that. And they have their ulterior motives. I remember when I was talking to especially I'm in the state of Florida. Right. And they were kind of, you know, getting into that point where like, should we legalize it? Should we legalize it? Should we bring medical marijuana uh, here in the state? There was a lot of, there was a lot of campaigns trying to make it seem like we were going to bring the the boogeyman and we were going to bring like cartels of people. It was crazy. Some of these uh, people, especially on the opposite side who did not want to see marijuana, you know, even become legal from a medical related standpoint. And these are some benefits that I know helps. I know for a fact that for mar a THC, like the, the active ingredient, 
we use it consistently in people who, especially cancer-related people, people who have what we call failure to thrive, which means poor appetite, not eating, poor nutrition as an appetite stimulant. You know, you hear the munchies, right? It's, it's very popularized on TV. Oh, I got the munchies. I got the munchies. But if you're sick and you have a disease that doesn't allow you to eat or doesn't give you the will to eat, you're able to take medications with this active ingredient that can help boost the appetite. I know patients with, you know, seizure related, um, you know, family related history of seizures. And the only thing able to like deal with their seizures is the fact that they're able to take their medical marijuana. I know people who've had chronic pain and they've been avoiding the, the Percocets, the oxycodones, they've been avoiding all of those opioids. And the reason why they've been able to do that is because their medical marijuana takes care of them. People with anxiety, people with depression, people with just stress in and of itself says, hey, you know what? I don't need to deal with pharmaceutical related medications like benzos and opioids. I can just take my medical marijuana and I am good. This is especially when we talk about for detractors, the people who don't want something like this to happen. Those are the people you're going to have to fight against. You're going to have to fight against an industry that's made billions and billions of dollars, uh, you know, essentially making people addicts across this world. Billions and billions of dollars because they're in so much pain and all of a sudden, hey, I got this I got I got this marijuana. It's legal now. You can you you don't have to worry about that medication. You don't have to worry about the opioids. You don't have to worry about like they're they know that the writing's on the wall that money is going to get lost, so they're going to fight. Instead of me having to take a Xanax or an Ativan, I could just take some medical marijuana. You best believe the people who make those benzodiazepines they're going to fight, right? Because they know right now the dollar sign is everything. So again, despite all of those health benefits and there's more associated with THC, the government, especially statewide, ain't moving a muscle if it ain't making that money. Federally, they can do that. Federally, the president, the president can be like, yeah, now nah, strike that down. And I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping they get to the point where the declassification occurs. Because once that declassification occurs, guess what I can do? I can now say, hey, you know what? Let me compare patients who take marijuana versus patients who take opioids. Let me compare patients who take marijuana versus patients who take benzodiazepines. Let me compare patients who um, who didn't eat and they were able to eat because I started giving them these medical marijuana related products, right? Let me compare these kids, right, who couldn't concentrate in school, who dealt with seizures all their life, but now they're able to stabilize and tolerate and go to school and do well because, like, once these, and, and this is the reason why you can't, you will never, you can't see people like me quoting studies like that because as we speak at this time, depending on when you're watching this, it's literally illegal to do so. The way, just like I can't do a, 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 a randomized study on heroin because it's literally illegal to do so. So you have a point now where they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to do something about it. We're saying, hey, you know what? I don't think marijuana is as bad as heroin. I don't think marijuana is as bad as uh, LSD. I don't think marijuana is as bad as fentanyl. Let me de-escalate it. Let me make it a, 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 a drug where now we can kind of do our studying. And once we can do our studying and once we can either prove or even disprove 
once we could do that, all of a sudden, I think the facts will run out. And I think that's why you're seeing so many people that are very, very happy over this decision, because we're hoping this is the big domino we've been waiting for. And we've been waiting for it. We've been waiting again, despite all of these states around here now making millions hands over fists from the legalization of it. We've been waiting for the government from the top to say, hey, you know what? We got to do something on our end. And we're hoping that the pressure from the top down says, hey, you know what? Like we're we we're we're giving people pardons here. Like get those people out of jail if they're in there. There's a lot of people from a statewide standpoint sitting in jail because of weed. There is a lot of people from a statewide standpoint who can't afford bail sitting in jail because of weed. The same weed that I can go and if I had a medical marijuana card, get it and I'll be good. Like that same weed, like that is hypocrisy. If you're an American, you should not be happy for, you should be irate about. Like if you're an American, you're like, I got fellow Americans here that are literally sitting in jail for marijuana. And I just, I, I, I just picked up gummy flavored marijuana. I just picked up uh chocolate brownie flavored marijuana like like this is just a mind-blowing fact in of to say the least and as a physician who takes care of patients who've been addicted to opioid medications as a physician who has taken care of patients who've been addicted to benzo medications i wish we had the opportunity to say hey you know what you don't need that benzo no more get this get this marijuana this is what you need i wish they had that opportunity when they first got on it. Because no one ever goes into thinking, hey, I'm about to take this Percocet for my tooth pain, I'm, but I'm going to be addicted to it for the rest of my life. I'm about to take this Percocet for my back pain. I'm about to be addicted to it to the rest of Like no one ever goes into these drugs thinking I'm going to, I can't wait to be addicted by it. They just realize, that, oh, okay. All right. That took care of my pain. Let me take another one. And then they take another one. And then they're they're still in pain, so they take more. And then all of a sudden, the one that they used to take isn't isn't because our body does a great job. Unfortunately, the one that used to do well doesn't really do as well. It doesn't really last as long. You know what? Let me go ahead and double it up. All right, all right. Now it takes two pills to take care of the same one dose. Ah, all right. Now I used to take it twice a day. Now I'm taking it three times a day. Now I'm taking it four times a day. Now I'm calling the doctor saying, hey, like, oh, this is how the ball rolls. So we're, again, so so for, for people who become addicted to these types of medications, whether it be benzos, whether it be opioids, whether it be those types, you know, anti-psychotics, antidepressants, like the people who become addicted to these medications, they do so not with the thought that they, they were going into the game thought process that it is that like, hey, they're having to fight their body being able to adapt. Our body is an amazing thing. I tell you this all the time. When we talk about high blood pressure, when we talk about cholesterol, your body will deal, will deal, will deal with something for a while until it can't deal with it no more. So when you talk about now it's taking one medication, one pill to do the job, and now it takes two pills to do the job, and six months later, it takes three pills to do the job, that's because our body's getting used to that. Our body got used to that one pill. Our body say, hey, you know what? That one pill ain't good enough, fam. My, my back still hurt. Give me another one. Oh, you know, that felt good. You know what? Give us another one. Like our bodies do a great job doing that. And as a physician, 
I work hard not to stigmatize those who are affected by addiction because I know no one ever signs up for it. And I'm glad when I see a a, um, drastic change like this, like a drastic change to say, hey, you know what? We got it wrong. Because it take, you, he kind of mentioned it before. We, the government, America, got it wrong, right? We we treated marijuana like it was, like it was crack. We treated marijuana like it was crack, and then look at what's happened, right? People are sitting in jail for marijuana. People have first and second and third offenses due to marijuana. People are having to sneak around. People are having to do things that they probably shouldn't have to do just to get some marijuana. And especially if they're in a place where it's not legal to do so. So we we just have to do better, right? I'm I'm excited by it, right? And let me I just want to uh, highlight this political this political um, article before we get up out of here. And let me let me before I start that let me let me tell y'all my my I I have a marijuana story. It's not a long marijuana story. It's not a, but it's my it's my only marijuana story, right? So I, again, full disclosure, I tried to smoke marijuana one time, one time in my life. Let me show you how we got there, right? So here I am, uh, medical student, uh, pre med, pre med, getting to the point where like, hey, I just put my head down. I'm studying. I'm studying. And all, all I know is like, hey, I got to be by the books. I got to do everything I can by the book to make sure I can get into medical school. That's all I'm thinking about. And I get to the point where I do medical, you know, medical school interviews uh, season comes around. I do well. I get accepted. Everybody's happy. Everybody's celebrating. Barry's going to medical school. So then it comes like, all right, we're going to the club that weekend. The weekend, we're we having a great old time. And I say, hey, you know what? Like, now that I'm here, now that I'm in medical school, I might as well try this thing that everyone's been trying, for, you know, for as long as I can remember around me. So I go, my, my I tell my homeboy, I say, hey, tonight's the night. I want to try some weed. I want to smoke some weed. And he's like, all right, he's ready. We won't, I'll leave his name out because we don't want to get him in trouble. Even though statute of limitations probably can't get in trouble now, but whatever. So we get ready, like we start smoking and mind you, like, you know, I'm smoking. I go to the club. I'm also drinking as well, too. And I don't feel nothing. And my and I don't know what I was thinking I was going to feel, but I just figured that the way people would talk about marijuana, that I would be like in this state of nirvana, like I'd be able to see different colors. It was bad. And I don't know if I had just, I, I, I guess, weak weed. I don't know what the case was. I just know it never did anything for me. And that was my first and last experience. I'm like, oh, I waited all of this time. And this is what I got out of it? Oh, okay. I don't need that anymore, right? So that's, that's my marijuana story, right? But again, I'm not here to shun, and I definitely don't shun anybody who smokes marijuana. I got a lot of friends and family members who smoke weed. Good Kudos to them, right? But like, at least from my experience, I didn't have a good experience smoking weed the first time around. And I only did it because I was like, hey, I'm in medical school now. Like I can, the thing that I was wanting to, uh, the thing I wanted to avoid just to make sure I can get in medical school. I got in medical school. I don't need to avoid it anymore. Let's try it. It was, it was weak. It didn't do anything for me. I even was thinking to myself like, man, maybe, um, 
maybe maybe I'm so focused on what it should do to me that I like I'm breaking the weed. Like maybe again, you know, I didn't know no better. I think I was let's see, I might have been <sighs> like 21, 22, maybe or 23. So I was like, I was in that range there. I like I didn't know no better, right? But that was my experience with weed, right? But again, shout out to all my weed smokers out there. Um, I think this this is a win in the, the right direction for my weed smokers. If you're a weed smoker out here, shout out to you. Um, I think especially depending on where you listen to this, this is what we need. And again, it, it may sound small, like, oh, he's only pardoning the, the federal cases, but this is how the big domino works. You need, like, the states weren't just going to do it. You needed that push. You needed that pressure. So now when, you know, these folks are running for their positions, you can be like, hey, like the president is already giving us the thumbs up on this marijuana stuff. He's already saying we're not going to go to jail. Like, what are you doing? Like they're, now these are questions that these uh, these lawmen, these congressmen, these House of Representatives, these governors, they're going to have to answer the question like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why is our state still like putting people in jail for things that people are making hella money off of like what why is that like that's kind of crazy don't you think and they they've got questions that they've got to answer for themselves right so again i'm like i said i'm definitely excited uh for for what's to come let me see i'm just looking on this uh page if i even need to share it because i think i already talked about most of yeah i already talked about most of everything on here so yeah man no need to share i'll put the link in the description as far as this political uh, article, if you want to read, if you want to read a little bit more, but again, his video kind of says it and summarizes it the best. Like the federal government recognizes, you know, they dropped the ball, and this this substance called marijuana that they've been so harsh on, they should have never been harsh on, and now they're just trying to reverse you know, some, some ill effects that have occurred. And I'm just hoping that states across this country, like now feel that official push that like, you can't be running for a government and and not addressing the fact that like, Hey, what are you going to do from a statewide standpoint? As far as marijuana is concerned, like it's already legal here. Like why are people still in jail? Like get those people out of jail. And, and you're like, I said, you're going to see, you're going to see some opposition and it's going to be from people who make money for for people either being in jail or going to jail. And and that's going to strike a lot of people the wrong way and we just have to act accordingly, right? We're just going to have to act accordingly when that comes, right? Again, I don't want no one to be shocked or surprised. I don't know I don't want anyone to take this news and think like all right, tomorrow everything's all good to go. We still have some work in progress, but I can assure you that from a medical standpoint, this was a very big hurdle that needed to fall. And I'm hoping that with this hurdle and eventually with the declassification or de, you know, intensifying from a schedule standpoint, I'm hoping the studies start coming out. I'm hoping the uses start increasing. Because again, I talked about some of the uses, you know, nausea, 
you know, appetite stimulant, pain control, depression, like a um, seizure. Like I'm hoping we start finding more reasons. Maybe, maybe marijuana helps with blood pressure. Maybe marijuana helps with cholesterol. Maybe marijuana helps if you have, you know, maybe it does. I don't know because we don't, we don't, we're not even allowed to study for it. But once they do their thing, like once they dial it back and say, all right, guys, go ahead and start doing, hey, scientists, go ahead and start doing your thing from a studying standpoint, uh, then it's on and popping. Like once that goes, then it's on and popping, and then I'm here to stay, right? So again, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry. Thank you for, you know, stopping by for another episode of uh, Medicine Mondays. Like always, remember to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel, watchdrberry.com, or subscribe to the podcast. This episode will be out on the podcast uh, this weekend, Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm going to see you guys next week.